0: Welcome to the Tech.eu podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories in European tech today. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another Tech.eu interview. My name is Robin Walters. I'm the founder of Tech.eu. Uh, and today I am chatting with Pedro Barros. He is uh, with Target Global. Uh, we'll Get into more detail about his role at the company in a second, Uh, but before we do I wanted to say welcome to Pedro and of course for taking the time uh, to chat with us. Hi
1: everyone and thanks for having me Robin.
0: As I mentioned, Pedro is a partner at Target Global uh, which is a very, very uh, notable uh, European investment firm, international investment firm, more than €3 billion under management, invested in over 100 companies, according to its websites, probably a lot more than that uh, in the meantime. Uh, And Pedro is not only a partner, but he's also the head of fundraising and investor relations at the firm. Did I get everything right, Pedro? Yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. Also, can you explain a little bit more about what that actually means, uh, your role within the company?
1: yeah sure um so uh target uh, brought me on board uh, almost four years ago to um basically institutionalize the dlp base um help us you know grow to to where we want to be and so you know my day job is to uh raise the funds that uh, we manage um but also um syndicate our uh, co-investment opportunities to our uh, investors and uh, a little bit of uh, portfolio management and uh, liquidity planning.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks again for taking the time. We are recording this on the 10th of March, a day that I think will uh, be remembered for a while uh, because everything that's been going on with Silicon Valley Bank. Have you been paying attention to the news at all this morning?
1: Uh, yeah, Yeah, I've uh, heard about it.
0: Without, without maybe getting into too much detail because I don't know if Target Global is actually a customer or maybe exposed in any way, um, does this um, mean anything to you? Does this have any effect, or is it just following the news like everyone else?
1: Uh, look, uh, I think um, on us uh, directly, there's no, there's no uh, effect because uh, I mean we don't, we're not a customer of uh, them directly, but. Uh, I'm sure uh, some of the portfolio companies do business uh, with them. They're very uh, uh, prevalent in the tech uh, scene. Um, I think um, I think the impact is not um, not so much of you know the direct impact of uh, anyone that uh, may or may not do business with them, but it's um, the way I see what's happening. Um, you know, in a in a in a crisis or in a downturn, there are kind of secondary problems you don't uh, foresee. And I think Silicon Valley Bank is is one of those, right? I think when everybody saw the interest rate hikes, uh, people thought about valuations and uh, funding rounds and and nobody thought about the banking system and what that would uh, uh, do with the banking system. And uh, now we know.
0: Yeah, and it remains to be seen what the spillover effect is going to be on Europe, on, on the scale-ups and the investors here, uh, but also on the banks here, because uh, they're also uh, dipping quite a lot this morning um, as a result. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but it's definitely going to be a day be a day to remember it, I think, and not in a good way. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh, get back to your um, work with uh, Target Global. You said you joined about four years ago. That means uh, you lived in very interesting four years uh, with Corona and everything, and the effect that it had uh, on the, the global economy and the startup scene. Um, you lived through one of the the biggest hype years and the biggest, you know, funding influx uh, in history. And now we have just finished like a year of downturn where where you had essentially we saw sort of a scaling down and a slowing down. uh, That's been reflected in the numbers. Um, So what's it? What's it been like for you?
1: Well, it's been interesting, I would say, Um, we haven't had a a normal quarter uh, since I joined. Um, I come from uh, actually, uh, personally, I'm I'm Brazilian and came to Europe um, uh, about six years ago and uh B- brazil is uh, very uh, bumpy and full of crises and um so to me you know the 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 road that target has been fairly normal in my life it's just <laughs> what i'm used to um but um i would say that um you know covid was um difficult at the very beginning and then we saw the uh, the huge uh, uh, tailwind and, and the tech markets and um, navigating that uh, prudently was, uh, I think, very important. Um, uh, not doing uh, many things that uh, we regret, I think it's uh, it was key, but also capitalizing on the opportunity of uh, raising capital, um, both for ourselves, but also for our portfolio companies. Um, I think during those years, we managed to um, fund a lot the portfolio, Um, and that's that's very important now during the downturn.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Um, It's been uh, over a year since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine uh, and all the effects that that sort of happened after that, the energy crisis and whatnot. Um, So if you look back uh, a year ago, um, was Target Global operating in any significantly different way than it is today, or was it, you know, mostly business as usual in the last twelve months?
1: Um, look, I think uh, I think over a year ago uh, we were uh, preparing to what uh, we were expecting to be a very tough twenty twenty two. I think uh I mean personally I was uh, changing diapers uh, my second daughter has uh <laughs> well, had thing. just been born uh so I, my mind was uh, elsewhere I would say um but as a firm we were preparing for a difficult uh, 2022 and I think the um you know the, the tragic uh, war um only accelerated uh, that and you know there's been loads of uh, disruption um i don't think i need to explain uh um to anyone right so in energy and um investor sentiment and so on and so forth um yeah so we just had to uh adapt and uh and and move on i think it also created uh, opportunities um for example in energy transformation we've done interesting investments there um
0: no, no, that makes sense. Um, you you guys invest from very early stage, pre seed up to pre IPO, so across all stages, um, but of course, because of the downturn, a lot of the sort of monster rounds and the really big uh, scale up rounds have sort of a- almost vanished. right? So uh, was it also the case with Target Global where you essentially went, you know, you'd still kept investing, but maybe not as, as late as you would used to or, or not as much as you would used to uh, in scale ups?
1: Um... Look, uh, we're early-stage investors that, uh, you know, scaled up. Um, And I think we have two two fund families. We have one fund that's essentially a seed fund uh, and another that does uh, early growth uh, rounds, you know, late A's, early B's, and so on. Um, And that's that's the core of what we do, and this has remained uh, unchanged. Um, I think our um, our co-investment activity, which is how we were playing the the late stage uh, opportunity, um, has been far more quiet than um, say in 2021.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I think that's for everyone. Um, yeah. So I mean, the exit windows closed. Late stage is uh, you know very very low compared to the years before. Um, but the other thing is that. The LPs, like the actual fund of funds, um, are also slowing down their investments. They're not really taking on a lot of new and emerging funds. Uh, they're being very careful, uh, even if they they weren't already, uh, of course. So, w- what's that like from from your position?
1: Yeah, I, um, I I think exits are so. First on what you said about the the exit uh, window being closed, I don't think that's entirely true. Uh, we've done many last year, for example um it is more difficult uh, certainly uh the ipo window is closed but th- there are other ways of exiting businesses um i think look the 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 lps right the fund funds and you know pensions corporates etc um because tech has been so successful um actually their portfolios are a little bit upside down um the public markets have corrected but You know, the private tech portfolios uh, or just private markets in general have not. Um, And so they are in general uh, either over allocated or or more allocated than they were planning to be uh, for the asset class. And that that creates uh, challenges, right? Because um, there are, as a rule, uh, smaller budgets or uh, fewer LPs active um but i think um it's um i think the steady will will win the the fundraising race um you know those uh the the dlp the relationships they take a very long time to build um many years and um i was actually thinking about this uh, i think the you know one fund commitment is is longer than uh, the average uh, marriage uh, length uh, these days so you know it takes years to build um and trying to time the 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 market the macro sec uh um cycle will just uh it's just just a uh, pointless exercise so um both for for dlps but also for for the fund managers raising capital so just have to keep keep at it building those relationships. Uh, and showing how you add value to the portfolios. And uh, even those that are over-allocated or more conservative or worried about tech valuations, um, if they recognize that, they will uh, hopefully not miss the chance um, to deploy capital with you because at the end of the day, you only come back to market every few years to raise a fund. So either they do it when you're back or they miss it.
0: True. Um, what do you think is going to be the timeline here? Like from you, from your point of view, uh, when we will see a return to normal? And when I say normal, I mean more like twenty twenty rather than twenty twenty one, which is a year of excess. Uh, do you think we'll uh, have to wait another year, maybe two, until we get back to normal?
1: I think normal was uh, nineteen and eighteen. Uh, um, look. Um, we're probably, uh, it's strange to say that uh, today with SVB and all of that, but uh, I think we're probably more positive uh, than, than the average. Um, probably from the second half of this year, we'll feel significantly better than it feels right now. And then from there, it's just going to build. Uh, at the end of the day, look, um, it's about liquidity. And um GPs have a lot of capital in the funds just sitting, waiting to be deployed. And, um, as the rounds start to take place and some, some are happening, especially in earlier stages, as this trickles up through the, through the stages, um, most fund managers will start deploying capital more, uh, aggressively and, uh, the market will recover. Um, also, because uh, LPs don't like uh, paying fees for fund managers not to deploy capital, so at one mm-hmm. point either people will stop uh, stop charging fees or will have to start uh, deploying capital in a significant way.
0: Yeah, the cycle will restart again. Uh, just a matter of when, I think. Um, now, a Target doesn't only invest across stages, but also across uh, geographies, across sectors. Um, if you would highlight um, a a few industries that Target is particularly interested in investing in uh, in the next few years. What would they be?
1: Uh, look, uh, we um, venture is uh, by and large uh, an opportunistic uh, business, right? The trends move fast; uh, opportunities are created fast. Um, we've done a lot in in, in fintech and software. Um, in tech-enabled consumer logistics and uh, healthcare, uh, I'd say those are our um, you know core home areas. Uh, but there are very interesting things uh, popping up um, uh, in actually in education, uh, energy transformation that I mentioned before, um, in um, sustainability uh, around kind of. Um, Protein replacement, for example, uh, not 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 so much meat, but you know, fish, and milk, and other areas. Uh, and uh, I think everybody is looking closely at AI and trying to understand how to how to best play it.
0: Yeah. and what about geographically? Are there any interesting uh, regions in Europe specifically uh, that you're targeting more actively than you were in the past few years?
1: Look, so so we invest uh, yeah, Europe and Israel. That's that's our core um we try to um we try not to focus only on the on the main ecosystems you know like london uh, berlin etc but um also go to um other places uh like the baltics or poland or spain um <clears throat> and i think it uh nothing nothing changed there um especially after covid um People start uh, interesting companies anywhere and even remote first businesses. And and I think you just have to be on the ground uh, enough and with uh, people that understand the culture, either are from there, even if they're not based there and speak the language and just um, trying to find interesting things.
0: No, yeah, definitely an interesting environment. Still, uh, we're going to wrap things up. But I had another um, sort of final question uh, because we talked about sort of the market sentiment, um, you know, in the startup world, in the investment firms, uh, in the LPS. Uh, but now with Silicon Valley Bank and everything else that's happening, is there a chance that things are going to get a lot worse, in your view, before they get better?
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's what you don't expect that actually hurts you. Um, it could. It, uh, everything can always get worse. Uh, we don't think it will. Um, but it's possible that uh, it could. Yeah.
0: OK, well, thank you, Pedro, uh, so much for your time and your insights. Uh, let's wait and see what happens with the Silicon Valley bank story today. Um, but I want to thank you for the time in any case, uh, especially on a, on a day like this.
1: Thank you, Robin. Great pleasure.